Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin, daf Mem Aleph. We're starting Mem Amarbez, three lines from the bottom, the fourth word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Zchos Etzael Hedi Ben Ashrat, Hishav Refua Shlema Bekar of Mamish. And the Gemara says, Va'amarabba, Kevina Be'Rafuna, when we were in the base Mesh Ravuna, Ibailan, we asked, Barbe Rav, a Talmud Chacham, Yosef Etaniso, Mal Shabbata, he's fasting on Erev Shabbos. Maula Shlume, does he complete his fast? Does he go into Shabbos in the state of fasting? Now there's many different types of fasts, public, private, Tainus Chalaim, and they all end at Tesak Chavim. Shabbos starts before that, and we know that one may not fast on Shabbos. So the question of the Gemara is, should he complete his fast or not? Should he go into Shabbos fasting? Or should he stop his fast a little bit before Shabbos so that he's not coming into Shabbos in a fasting state? The Gemara says, Lo'yav abiyadeh, Rav Huna didn't know. Asayi l'kamei to Rav Yehuda, he came from Rav Yehuda and asked him this question. Lo'yav abiyadeh, and he didn't know. Amar Rabba, Rabba says, Next time now, let's see. Detanya, we have a b'risa, we're going to try to figure it out from the b'risa. Tesbav shechal yes b'shabbos, when Tishbah falls out on Shabbos itself. Mem alpha and alpha on top of him. Erev Tishbah shechal yes b'shabbos. Erev Tishbah falls out on Shabbos, it means Tishbah on Sunday. He can eat and drink his fill on Shabbos. Shlema Melch in his time, we know the Shlema Melch used to make these incredibly extravagant sudas, and he's allowed to do so on Shabbos, even when it's Erev Tishabav or when it's Tishabav itself. Chalia Tishabav Erev Shabbos. However, when Tishabav falls on an Erev Shabbos on Friday, so then Mevian like a beitz of Eichel, they bring him a beitz worth of food and he eats it on Erev Shabbos, meaning on Tishabav itself. Kadesh Leikonosel Shabbos Kshumuuna, so that he should not enter Shabbos in a state of affliction. He shouldn't be fasting as he goes into Shabbos. Vitanya, we have a brayso on Rabbi Huda. One time we were in front of Rabbi Kiva that Mitishabav Shchalia Erev Shabbos Haya. And it was Tishbav that fell out on Erev Shabbos. They viewed Lebetzim Milkogelos, and they brought him a lightly roasted egg, Vigama, Bloimelech, and he swallowed it without salt. It's not that he desired it, that he was very hungry. He wanted to teach the Talmud Malacha that you're not supposed to go into Shabbos in a state of fasting. However, he says, and he argues, that really you should complete the fast, and you do go into Shabbos in a state of fasting, and the only reason why Rabbi Kiva ended up eating that egg was for a different reason. And Amalam Rabbi Yaisi told him in order to support himself, wouldn't you agree to me when Falls out on Sunday, Shemafsik Mibaydaim, then you have to stop eating on Shabbos a little bit before the end of Shabbos because you have to ensure that you're not actually eating on Tish above. Amrulay, they told him, Aval, you're right. So Amrulay, so he told him, So Mali Kanisbak Shumuna, Mali Latis Mimanik Shumuna. What's the difference coming into Shabbos in a state of affliction, meaning fasting coming into Shabbos or fasting leaving Shabbos? Either which way, you're in a state of Inui, a state of fasting on Shabbos. So Amrulay, they told him, Imamit Latis Menashari, Alchavashasakalim Kulai. It makes sense to leave Shabbos in a fasting state. That's when Tishabav is on Matzah Shabbos. Sunday, that's because you already ate and drank the whole day, so there's no lack of covered Shabbos to fast a little bit on Shabbos. But are you going to say that you can come into Shabbos in a state of fasting? You didn't eat or drink the entire day, and that's not covered Shabbos to come to Shabbos like that. But the Gemara says that we are going to be mashlema fast, that's on Erev Shabbos, and we're going to come into Shabbos in a state of fasting. The Gemara says, do we really go like Rabbi Yossi? We're not in a decree of fast on the public, on Rosh Chodesh, Chanukah However, if they started the fast, in Mafsikin, so then we're not going to be Mafsik this fast. Now we know that when there was a drought or famine, the Chamim would decree a series of fast days on the Tzibor. Although the set of fast never began on Rosh Chodesh, Chanukah the Gemara says, if one of the fasts in the series landed on those days, then they would fast. Tiver Gamliel, that's Ram Gamliel's opinion, and Amr Amer, Amer says, Afal Pisham Ram Gamliel in Mafsikin. Even though Ram Gamliel says that we're not going to be Mafsik, we're not going to stop, and we will fast on these days. Maida he still agrees, Shein Mashlimin, that you're not going to 
going to complete the fast because we're not going to fast the entire day of Rosh Chodesh, Chanukah, or The same thing applies. When Tishbah falls on an Erev Shabbos, we're not going to complete the fast. V'tanya, we have another brayso. After Magamliel passed away, Nichos Rabbi Shua Lahafir Zvarv, Rabbi Shua came to the base Medrash in order to contradict him and say that we are going to be Mashlam the fast. Amar Rabbi Yechem Nuri Araglav, Rabbi Yechem Nuri stood on his feet, but Amar he said, Chazi Ano, I see the Basar Reisha Gufa Azel that after the head the body goes. What does that mean? Kol Yom of Shem Gamliel Kavanu Halach Kamaisay. The entire lifetime of Rabbi Gamliel, we established Halacha like him. Achshav now, Atam Avakish Lavatol Dvarv. Now you want to nullify his words and you want to go against him, Yeshua. We're not going to listen to you. Because we already established halachas like Rabbi Gamliel that we are not going to be mashlam a fast day that comes out on Erev Shabbos. And no one argued with Rabbi Yechem Nuri. But now the Gemara says, In the generation of Rabbi Gamliel, they paskin like him that you're not going to be mashlam the fast when it comes out on Erev Shabbos. But now the Gemara asks, Do they really paskin like Rabbi Gamliel when he was alive? I am from the family of Sonov, who's from Shevet Binyamin. Now, they had a very special yantif. On the 10th day of Av, they were allowed to bring the Atzei Marocha, which is the wood that was going to be used to burn on the Mizbeach. And since they had the special privilege of being able to bring the wood, they made a special yantif on this day. And Pam Achas, one time, Chal Tishbav Shabbos, Tishbav fell on Shabbos, Ulchinu Lachar Shabbos, and they pushed it off to after Shabbos. That means that they were really fasting on the 10th of Av, which was their yantif. Visaninu and we fasted on it. However, we did not finish the fast. We weren't Mashlamit, Mineshayantif Shalanuhai, because it was our yantif. So what do we see from here? Time of the Yantif, we see the only reason why they didn't complete the fast day is because it was Yantif. Ha Erev Yantif, that implies when it's Erev Yantif, meaning when Tishabov is a standard year where Tishabov leads into the 10th of Av and you fast on the 9th, and then their Yantif was on the 10th. So Mashlimin, we still see that they're going to complete Tishabov even though it's Erev Yantif. So we see from there that when Tishabov falls out on Erev Shabbos, that we would be Mashlimit, and this is obviously not like Ramagamlil that says that we're not going to be Mashlimit. So Amravina Ravina answers Shani Yantif Shaldivrem, a Yantif which is Drabanan is different. This is their own yantif that they took upon themselves because they were able to bring the Atzim Aracha, but that's not an actual official yantif that everyone keeps to. And how is that yantif different? Since they will fast a certain amount of hours, because they had said that they did fast on their yantif, they just didn't complete their fast. So Mashlimin by Arvias, so then we're going to complete the fast when it falls out on Erev their yantif. But Shabbos, when a fast day falls out on Shabbos, since we're not even going to fast a few hours in Mashlimin by Arvias, so then we're not going to complete the fast day when it falls out on Erev Shabbos. So it's very possible that in the days of Ramagamliel, they still paskin like Ramagamliel that we're not going to be mashlim a fast day that falls out on Erev Shabbos. Another Gemara says, Amrav Yosef, I never heard of this. And now it's very important to remember that anytime Rav Yosef says that he didn't hear of anything, Rav Yosef had forgotten his learning. So a lot of times he says he doesn't remember it. And then Amrle Abai, Abai tells Rav Yosef, At Amrit Nialon, you had actually taught this to us before you forgot your learning. And you taught it to us on the following Brahisa. We're now established a public fast. Day on Rosh Chodesh Chanukah Purim. The Amrit Alon. You said on that Amr of Yehuda Marav Zudivra Meir Shem Rishim Gamliel. That's what Meir says. The name Rishim Gamliel. Avol Chacham Meir Lacham Say Misadon Umashlim that we will fast and complete the fast day. My life doesn't mean Akulu that we're going to be Mashlim any fast day no matter when it falls out. The Gemara says Loi. That's not necessarily true. A Chanukah Purim. When it says that we're going to be Mashlim a fast day, that's when it falls on a Chanukah Purim. However, if it falls out on Erev Shabbos, we're not necessarily going to be Mashlim it. The Gemara says in Hachinam Mistabra. It's very logical to say that. Mem Alfanu Beis on the top. Tisak Kodai 
Chakulu, if you're going to say that we're talking about that we're going to be mashlam a fast day no matter when it is, Rabbah asked Rabbi Yehuda this question, and he never answered this question for him. And this memory that we're basing ourselves off of is Rabbi Yehuda quoting Rav. So it must be that Rabbi Yehuda is only quoting Rav in the case of Hanukkah and Purim, but not in other cases. The Gemara says that's not necessarily a Rav, because Ultamech, according to you, Hadadarsh Marzotra Mishmed Rav Huna, Marzotra Darsh in the name Rav Huna, Halacha, the Halacha is Mis'anu Mashlim, that we fast and we complete the fast day. But Habamine Rav and Rav Huna, Rav had asked the same question from Rav Huna, and Rav Huna didn't answer the question for him. So how could it be that Rav Huna is saying something very clear right now that Marzutra is able to quote Rav Huna? So Ella must be One is before Rav Huna heard this memra from Rabbi Huda B'Shem Rav, and once was after he heard the memra, and after he heard the memra, he was able to give a clear answer. So Hachanami, so to hear also. One is before he heard this memra from Rav, one is after he heard the memra from Rav, and that's why before he heard it from Rav, he wasn't able to answer the question, but afterwards he was able to answer it. And Darsh Marzutra Mishmed Rav Huna, he dashed in the name of Rav Huna, Halacha, the Halacha is, Mis'anin Umashlimin, we will fast and complete the fast day, even when it's on Erev Shabbos. Hajan Alach Bechalma Arvin, Mazel Tov for finishing the third parak of Ervin. We should be Zeichah to finish all of Mesechah's Ervin together, and all of Shas together. And now as we start this new parak, we're going to have a quick review of Halachas that we already know. We already know that a person's Tchum Shabbos is 2,000 Amas. We begin to measure this once outside his personal space. Now although his personal space is called his Dalad Amas, quote-unquote, the size actually varies. If he's alone in the middle of a field, then it's actually four Amas. But if he's in his house, then his house is his personal space. Space, his Dalit Amas, and his Tchum is measured only from outside of his house. If he's in a city or some sort of enclosed area, even if it's very large, that entire area is considered his Dalit Amas, and then his Tchum is going to be measured from there, meaning from the outside of his house or from the outside of the city or from the outside of this enclosed area. Now, if someone goes outside their Tchum for whatever reason, as we're soon going to see in the Mishnah and the Gemara, they're only allowed to walk Dalit Amas from there and no more because they're already outside their Tchum. So they're limited to walking Dalit Amas, and that's it. And now the Mishnah says, If Gentiles took him outside of his Tchum against his will, or an evil spirit did, he had some sort of evil spirit enter him, he went crazy for a little bit, and he walked outside of his Tchum, he's only allowed to walk Dalad Amas now that he finds himself outside his Tchum. If they brought him back in, it's like he never left because they forced him to go out, and now they forced him back inside his Tchum, so now he's allowed to walk around his entire Tchum. Let's say the non-Jews brought him to a different city. If they put him inside of a pen or a corral of some sort, so it's an enclosed area. So is he limited to Dalad Amas, or is he allowed to walk around that entire city? They say he's allowed to walk around the whole city because that's considered his Dalad Amas. Rabbi Kiva, they say he only has actually four Amas to walk around. And my there's a story Shabomi Flandarsin that these Tanaim were coming from Flandarsin. These four Tanaim, Rabbi Gamaliel, Rabbi Lazar Ben Azariah, Rabbi Shun, Rabbi Kiva, and their ship went out to sea. So now they were more than two thousand. Amas away from where they were kind of shvisa. They walked around the entire ship. They considered the entire ship their Dalad Amas, so they walked around it. They didn't move from the four Amas where they were standing in the ship, because they want to be machmer on themselves, and the Gemara is going to discuss what exactly the machlekes is over here. And there was another time that they were traveling together. They didn't enter the port until it was already dark. They asked Rabbi Gamliel, Are we allowed to disembark from the ship? He told them, You're allowed to 
was already looking out the ship and we were within the Tchum of the port before it became dark so therefore we're allowed to disembark from the ship and then walk around this area and how he knew that the Gemara is going to discuss that and the Gemara says there are three things that they remove a person from their good senses and from the good senses of their master meaning Hashem these are them a person that does a Vairizara, an evil spirit that enters a person, Vidikdukianis, and the penny pinching difficulties of poverty. what does it make a difference? What do we gain from knowing this knowledge? We have to daven for a person that's involved in any of these three things. And the Gemara continues, Gimel there are three people that are not going to see the face of Gehenim because of the difficulties and tribulations that they endured in this world. Eluhain, these are them, Dikdukianis, the people that had to deal with the penny pinching difficulties of poverty, and some that has stomach sicknesses, Viharashos, and some that has a lot of people that he owes money to. And some say, even someone that has a bad wife. And there's machleks amongst the place, what that means to have a bad wife. The person that did not include a ishara, he says, ishara, mitzvah to mitzvah to divorce her. So you didn't have to go through all those difficulties. It was your fault if you stuck with her. And the other one says, perhaps you might have a very expensive ksuba, or he has children from her, and he can't divorce her. What's the difference to know all these things? If a person sees that he has these Yisurim, he should accept them with love and realize that now he's not going to have Gehenna because of that. And the Gemara continues, There's three people that are going to die when you're speaking to them, meaning they'll just die suddenly. And these are them, a person that has stomach issues, and a woman has given birth, and some sort of sickness of the mouth. So the Gemara says, What does it make a difference to me to know all these things? We say, Whether or not we should order and burial shrouds for this person, because we know that any moment they might die. And now back to our discussion of leaving the Tchum. If a person left the Tchum, meaning he did it with full knowledge that he is not allowed to leave his Tchum Shabbos. He's only allowed to walk around his four Amas. The Gemara says, Pshita, isn't that self-understood? If someone was taken out forcibly by non-Jews, he's only allowed to walk Dalad Amas. Of course, someone that walks out on his own accord, he's not allowed to walk more than four Amas. The Gemara says, you're right, let's say that what's the halacha that's being taught here? Chazul Adasvi walks back into the Tchum with full knowledge of what he's doing, then he's still only allowed to walk around Dalad Amas, even though he's inside his Tchum. The Gemara says, Hanami Tanina, we also know that if the non-Jews brought him back in, it's as if he never left. So what do we learn from there? If they brought him back in, it's as if he didn't leave. But if the non-Jews took him out, and he brought himself back in, so we can learn from there that he's only allowed to walk around Dalad Amas. So it's not a Chiddush to tell us that. So the Gemara says, you're right, if he left the Tchum willingly, and then Gentiles brought him back in against his will, he's only allowed to walk Dalad Amas. The Gemara says, we also learned that if they took him out and brought him back in, it's as if he never left because it was done against his will. So what do we learn from there? If they took him out and they brought him back in, that's as if he didn't leave. But if he left or came back in with full knowledge of what he was doing, so then that's not counted as being forced and therefore he's only allowed to walk around Dalad Amas. So the Gemara says, no, you might have thought, let's study in Kitani, they were teaching this either to one side or the other. Meaning, Misha someone that was taken out by Gentiles. And then he walked back in knowingly. He only has Dalad But if he left knowingly and they forced him back in, you might have thought that's considered like he did not leave and he's allowed to walk around his Dalad because at the end of the day, they forced him back in. Kamash the Chiddush is, is that if he ever walks out 
or walks back in Ledas, even though the other half of his journey, he was forced to do so. Nonetheless, since part of it was on Ledas, he is allowed no more than his four Amas. And the Gemara says, What about if he needs to relieve himself? He's outside his Chum, and he's not allowed to walk more than four Amas, but the proper place to relieve himself is beyond this four Amas boundary. Amalami told him, Kavod Abrias is great that it pushes away Eloisase in the Torah, and therefore he's allowed to walk even past his four Amas limit if he needs to relieve himself. And Amin Ardai, they said in Ardah, if this fellow was smart, he would walk back into his Tchum, and now once he's in his Tchum, so he's allowed to walk around. Since he had permission to leave his Dalit Amas that he was in right now to use the restroom, so he's allowed to walk back into his Tchum. He had permission to go into his Tchum, so therefore he's allowed to walk around the entire Tchum. We're going to pause here for the day. We're going to pick up tomorrow discussing fruit that left their Tchum and whether or not you're allowed to eat it and benefit from it. But for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.